Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Oh, this is gonna be fun. We can stand late, swapping manly stories, and in the morning, I'm making waffles. Because people have got to know whether or not their president's a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. I'm not going to give you a can question. You can you stay categorical? You are fake news. Sir, go ahead. I can, you can st- see Russia from my house. <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Uh, we, um, like drink box water bottles. I don't know. The proof is approved. What kind of proof? It's approved. Here come the players. Champions. 1989. Canadians win the Stanley Cup. El Presidente. El Perfecto. The Golden Goal. And the Blue Jays have repeated as World Series champions. Touch them all, Joe. You'll Welcome to the Edge of Tom Foolery. Hey, what's going on, people? My name is Bruce Mackey, and this is the Edge of Tom Foolery. We talk about the sports, we talk about the politics, we talk about the music, and we talk about the Bob Morris. Bobby, how are you? I'm doing well, Bruce. How are you doing? Oh, living the dream, my friend. Living the excellent, dream. Excellent. Joining us, as always, from the uh, station out in Calgary, Alberta, the future mayor of Calgary himself, Mr. Stephen Hyde. How are you, Stevie? I am doing excellent, Brucey. How are you? Uh, you're running for mayor, so what's Nenshi going to say about that? Uh, he's not running, so it's I'll be acclaimed. So I'm. It's a small <laughs> little city, 1.2 million. So we should be fine. You not can do it. Oh, listen, that's good. Well, I look forward to the race, and I'll put a. Even though I'm in a different province, uh, I'll put a sign on my lawn if that works for you. Oh yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Good you night. got my vote, Stevie. <laughs> It's all good. Listen, on the show tonight, we are going to be uh, talking with, I'm excited about this. Their name is OM53, and they are from uh, New Jersey. And let me tell you, I'm excited about uh, about their brand, about their music, and I'm privileged to have them on the show. We've got three members on the show. We've got Chris, Mike, and Rob. Welcome to the show, guys. How's it going? Good. So listen, first, before we get going, Chris, you are the front man, and and you are, are you a good uncle? Would you say you're a great uncle? I would say I'm the best uncle. Oh, okay, yeah. show us how why you're the best uncle. Are you going to show us the... I thought you were a back catcher. No. Um, <laughs> so, basically, I'm, I'm at a family reunion. I haven't seen these guys in a bunch of months. And my niece uh, just came and said, Uncle Chris, Uncle Chris, look what I got. <laughs> and she was doing my wife's nails. And uh, she gave me... She said, give me your hand. And the rest is uh, history. So, uh, awesome. Yeah. That is... That is awesome. Isn't that great? Listen, we're going to talk a bit about, so you guys can uh, each of you answer the questions or or, uh, pass it around. But first of all, talk about Isaiah 53 and the name of your group and how you came about that. Why don't, uh, Mike, why don't you come and tell us about how you got the name of the group? Yeah, sure. So um, on 53, the O and the M stand for on mission. And 53, obviously you guys hit the nail on the head is Isaiah 53, which is really about the atonement and about Jesus paying the price for us, hmm. price that we couldn't afford. Uh, obviously, we know our, our sin earns us uh, death and eternal punishment, but uh, Jesus came and, and paid that price for us. So that's what the message is that we want to share with everybody. Every place we go, everything that we do, we want to spread that that message. Okay. And, and Rob, maybe talk about your musical influence. Maybe what what groups and what musicians have really influenced you? 
Um, well, growing up, a really big influence for me was uh, Switchfoot and um, the frontman of that band, John Foreman. Um, I just love, you know, like the the simplicity of their lyrics and and uh, that their music was very like melodic and stuff. Um, and that was like probably the biggest influence for me um, with like just songwriting and, and like, um, you know, having an outlet for music was definitely them. Um, and then I would say like for me, I'm, uh, I'm the guitar player. So um, John Mayer has been a really big influence. Um, he's just like, you know, kind of like a modern day you know, legend. So that's definitely cool. him. Sure. That's cool. Now you guys are much more our junior than, than we are here on the show and your sound definitely an eighties type of sound to it. How Chris, did you come about and, and settle on this type of sound? Yeah. So, um, basically we started with the whole CCM thing. I mean, we all come out of church, you know, we're still in church and, uh, we all just knew we had this passion music and we wanted to to do it and uh we tried an ep and uh i mean it was a well done ep but um through honest prayer and uh a trip to nashville with scott that i went on we um kind of just got to this point where we said hey look we feel like that avenue is is a little saturated you know um a lot of bands are doing the the ccm a lot of bands are doing the worship thing and uh I think they're taken care of, right? And uh, we, we prayed for a while. Then we were like, God, like, where do you want us to go next? What do you want us to do? And uh, Scott's really into gaming. And uh, in gaming, there's this um, genre called synthwave. So synthwave is basically music of now that's inspired by 1980s nostalgia. And uh, it's still very, like, underground. Yeah. And if it's underground in the mainstream, right, in the secular field, uh, we were like, well, let's see if there's any Christian people doing this because we love old stuff. I mean, I grew up listening to whatever my siblings were listening to and it's 80s, 70s, like 60s, like, you know, it's it's all from back then and we were like, this is what we like to do and these guys are doing it like amazing. But there's nobody, absolutely nobody in the Christian um, scene doing it. There was literally zero people doing it. And we prayed and we were like, God, okay, is this what you want us to do? Because if nobody's doing it, and we we believe that what we're doing is more than music, it's it's going into a missions field. Well, then let us be the first ones to do it and and use us. So that's how we ended up doing synthwave. Well, I want to know: is there any room for a fifty-year-old Canadian who can play the guitar? So this is a classic guitar here, and it's. I mean, I have gone to my worship team at church, and I have been ousted. They won't let me play. But if you if you ever need someone to to come on board, if you ever do a Canadian tour, I'm here to help out any anytime. You're good. There's yeah. always room for guitar. <laughs> <always> yeah. <laughs> my wife wanted to know what I wanted for my birthday, and I'm like, it's obvious, it's a guitar. Hey, welcome to the show. Scott just showed up, so welcome to the program, Scott. Good to have you here. Sorry, I'm late, man. That's all right. Is uh, out doing something with my wife? Well, we want to let you know as a group that the entire group has now committed themselves to doing their fingernails, and Chris is just going to show you here what everyone in the group is going to have to. <laughs> Scott, I promise this was not my choice, dude. I would have chosen black. This was not me. You know, I, I don't know what to say. This is a... <laughs> it leaves one speechless. Let's talk about the, um, 
you know, that you've been releasing one song at a time and talk about that strategy. And I will tell you, as at our program, how we come across you on Spotify, there's a list that, that comes out with new music, and that, that's how we discovered you about a year ago. And, um, and, and talk about the strategy of, of getting noticed and the strategy of, of releasing one song at a time instead of just doing the whole album. You want to talk to that, Chris? Yeah. Yeah, so um, back in at the, at the end of 2018, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Chris Howland, but he's a, a big Christian producer. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's a really, really good friend of mine. And when we were going to release our album, Defender, he uh, he stopped me and he's like, hey, look, man, I think that um, you got something great going on here, but I think you need to milk it. He's like, because what happens is when you release an album, that's it. Yeah. He's like, you released it. And if you don't have like thousands of dollars to back it up with marketing, then it just, it's there, right? And um, you probably lose a lot of people that could possibly listen to it just because you dropped it all at once. So he was like, I think what you got to do is release one song a month and break it up into weeks. Release the the single the first week of the month, first Friday, right? Um, and then you release a, a lyric video the following week and on and on and on until you start building this momentum where um, Spotify's algorithm starts picking you up and saying, okay, these guys are serious because yep. they're constantly releasing music. So will YouTube and so will every other platform. And it started out um, as that. And, you know, it's been a great success ever since. That's good. So, You've released some songs. You released it 2019, had some success. Um, I think Defender hit over 500,000 streams. Then COVID hits. Let's talk about how does COVID affect the band? We'll go with Mike. Yeah, so obviously the biggest thing that got hit was the live show uh, scene. Um, We actually had a bunch of shows lined up uh, for mid-2020. Um including Creation Fest, which is like a big Christian festival. Um, yeah. I used to go to Creation like back in the day. There's like 80,000 people there. It's, it's massive. Yeah, yep, it's huge. Uh, so we had that, all that stuff lined up, a bunch of churches we were going to go visit, um, some other smaller venues we were going to go to. Like 90% of them all got canceled. Um, so that's been the biggest hit. I was telling you, our, our I think uh, you you faded out there. Have you paid your internet bill? (laughs) (laughs) Can you hear me, guys? (laughs) Can you hear me now? You're back. Okay. Yeah. So this is actually a recurring theme, too. Whenever we're on Zoom calls, they're like, Mike, what's going on with your... uh..." (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So... Um, But, yeah, a bunch of stuff stuff has changed. I mean, even our songwriting um, has changed a little bit because uh, we had to do some some zoom call writing sessions, actually our song alpha that's out right now, that whole, all the lyrics were written over zoom, uh, with each other. Wow. So there's been a lot of changes, but, um, we've definitely taken this time, uh, to not be wasting it and really make sure that we're writing, writing, writing so we can get this, uh, 17 song album out to you guys. Scott, what has God taught you through COVID times? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think really a lot of it has been kind of patience and kind of a whole new level of trust. Um, Cause for, for me, so my wedding was planned for um, April of last year. Wow. 
So that, that kind of whole thing. At first it got shut down and um, we tried to reschedule it for later in the year. Um, and at some point we realized like probably just isn't going to happen. And my wife was starting school down here in Miami. Um, so we just kind of went and did our own thing. And then, so, so this distance now where I'm, I'm down here in Miami and all the guys are back in New Jersey. Um, there's definitely frustrations that come with that, but just kind of learning to trust in whatever God is doing through this distance and through these kind of difficulties that we have. Um, and the, like the fact that, that he's blessed us enough that it's, it's still working, you know, we can still figure it out. We have things like zoom to be able to keep, uh, writing and, you know, kind of virtually hanging out, um, that kind of stuff. It's just a whole new level of, of trust in what his plan is because, you know, when, when all of these big opportunities come up and then they get canceled and then now we're, we're kind of split up by a huge distance. Um, there's kind of some question marks that go up, but yeah. And I mean, you guys had talked about creation and, and I think that creation made an announcement. I think that this year is, is postponed again. Um, and, and what does that mean for those who are listening in creations, like a massive, uh, a lot of guys that, that, like bands are, are discovered there. I remember DC talk back in the day and Toby Mac arrived in a helicopter, a main stage. Like it was a big, big, big deal. Um, and, and what does it mean, Rob, to, you know, the, this opportunity's out, how do you, what does that drive you to depend on God in times like this? How does it affect you? I mean, it's like very much what, you know, Scott was saying, really trusting God and knowing that he has a plan and a purpose for all this. Um, and even through it all, like it's, it's been really great. Like it's, it's allowed us to work on this album a lot and to write so much and to be able to record. And um, like, for me, I'm actually the newest band member. So um, it's allowed us to, you know, really become friends. And uh, I consider these guys like best friends now, to be honest, and like brothers. Um, so even though it hasn't been the easiest experience um, with this whole COVID thing, it's um, it's been a really great one. And I think it's allowed us to grow and to mature. Um, and it's given us time just to, you know, get better as a band and to really work on this music that we're so passionate about, you know. The new song has just been released. It's all wrong. Chris, maybe you can tell us about the song and, and what went into the writing of this song. Yeah, um, It's All Wrong was was quite the process because um, when we started writing it, it kind of just, it came so like easily. It just came easily to us. And then it became like a nightmare because it like didn't want to like wrap up. It just didn't want to do it. And um, But we got it. But as far as the, the writing of it, it came from a very personal place of experiencing a uh, church. I used to work full-time at a church, and uh, I've experienced what it's like to see the good side of church and then see the very corporate side of church where um, basically you end up a little bit jaded because not every church, but there's this aspect of church where it's a it's this production where it it just it matters what matters the most is that service goes the way that we had planned that um i don't know that the lights are right that the sound is right that we were able to engage with people the right way that we said the right things you know it just it after a while it, it gets you frustrated and you're like wait why am i doing what i'm doing mm. what is this church thing about is it about being the hippest church 
in town? Is it about being the church that provides the most for the men's group, the youth? Like, what? why are we doing what we're doing? And um, in this album called Junior Year, um, we want to go through our experiences as teenagers and, and young adults who grew up at church and at some point came to a place of saying, wait, what am I doing here? Um, what is the drive behind being a Christian? Is it just the religious side of I'm a Christian and this is why I do what I do? Or, or am I just allowing God to just break down all these, all these doors and just show me what it really means to be a Christian. So it's all wrong comes from that heart. And, um, and I think that, um, that we all here as, as a band, whether we experience it together or in our own way, uh, we could agree that, um, that yeah, church is at a, at a funky place. Um, not that I guess that it's ever been perfect or that yeah. it's ever been at a, at a great, great place. But um, yeah, I think that's uh, that's what what drove us to write that. Well, and it leads into the next question. Do you ever wonder where you know even this whole pandemic, where God saw fit in a lot of churches just to shut it down? Everything all of a sudden, everyone was meeting together, and then it's like you know what, we're done. And uh, up in Canada, the, a lot of places now are just on Zoom and just on yeah. YouTube, um, and the corporate worship of having the right lights, having this to to, to really have a corporate time of worship. Uh, you have to experience it differently, and it's it's not about that. And I think it, it leads me to my next question about, um, uh, you know, you, you did a post uh, on January, in January 9th, and it said, I'm at a weird place right now. Worship, music, and I are not in a good place. There's a need for reformation to, uh, to go down. You had a choice to make. Maybe talk about that. Yeah. Um, again, going back to, to what I said, I worked at a church for for some time and and before that volunteered for for a long time and i became very bitter very bitter about the whole thing and for a long time i wasn't even able to um to even worship myself like worship at home by myself um and whenever i would try i could not find um music that would that would wouldn't remind me of the whole court, like the whole contemporary model. So I, I was very uh, conflicted um, with fighting what I know true worship is, and then with the worship that we're used to doing. I had to basically delete everything and, and reconstruct. Well, like ask God to reconstruct everything and to to I guess fix any bitterness that was within my heart towards the church and towards um, even Christian culture itself. So, I mean, I, I genuinely do think that we, I still, I still stand by that statement that I, I think we do need a reformation within the um, worship culture because it's very pointed towards me. It's very pointed towards, even when we sing about God, it's like, well, God, you have done this for me. And we forget that mm. within that corporate um, time that we have to worship God together, we're supposed to be worshiping him and everything that we say should point towards him. Yeah. Like there, there is a time and a place to write songs about how I feel about this or like, Lord, thank you because of this or that. But we need to, to get that, whatever it is that time that your church has, whether it's half hour to an hour to 45 minutes where it's corporate worship, 
it's about God. It's about him. And um, I, I just think that that mainstream Christianity, if I guess that's a thing, just lost it. They lost that. Um, and obviously I'm not going to sit here and name any specific like churches or bands that, you know, that are successful at what they do, but it just seems like that's what sells. If, if you can write songs that stir up people's emotions um, and put a, a, a sticker that says worship on it, it sells. Uh, it moves emotions. Um, and yeah, I think that's, that's where we're at right now. And there are some great bands that, that are worship bands that uh, stick to very hymn-like songs and, and take a lot of scripture, but they, they're just not, they're not, they, they don't get the light that I guess they should. But if we go t- to scripture, it makes a lot of sense, you know? Mm-hmm. I um, appreciate appreciate you sharing your heart. That's, that's bang on. And, and, and. You know, Steve and I had a, had a thought. We were going to have a, a, a band put it together, and we are going to have a guitar. Steve, what instrument were you going to play? I think I was on the on either the auto harp or the bagpipes. I can't remember what, <laughs> so, was, what was my instrument. Do you guys instrument, think but, uh, in, the, in, the, in the worship realm or just the, the, in, the, in the pop realm that that would be a, anything that would fit? Because I don't think there's any bagpipes and guitars out there that are uh, as a band. Do you think that would work, guys? Or? Just There's some delay on it or something okay, on the bagpipes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was know. a. We also uh, there was a third one, Bobby. Wasn't there a third instrument that we thought? I, we I mentioned a squeeze box, maybe. I, I don't <laughs> know. Squeeze box. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry for the transition. We went from really serious to then we're just doing some tomfoolery <laughs> here. So, uh, uh, I, I also want to talk about the new project coming out, and maybe Scott, you can talk about the new project. And um, did I see any pictures that say that you might be releasing it on vinyl? Is there a hint or hope that that might be released on vinyl? Well, we do want to release um, our albums on vinyl. Just trying to find the right, uh, I guess, uh, people distributor. Yeah, there yeah you go. the right people to print it. It's expensive, very expensive to do it. I don't do know, it right at least. I don't know what it is about vinyl, but I will like I'll complain about buying something on online for like ten bucks, and I'll gladly hand over thirty to get a vinyl record. I don't know what it is. It's just maybe yeah. maybe we're a little off, but talk maybe about, just for you, we'll we'll do it. Hey, you know what? Just I'll spend I'll spend uh, I'll spend us. the money. Yeah. I'll spend the money. Um, <laughs> so Scott, talk about uh, you know the new project and when it's coming out and what what you hope to accomplish with it. Yeah, so uh, kind of going back to what Chris was saying earlier, where the inspiration for it is kind of drawing from experiences that we've all lived through um, in some way, you know that. Obviously, they've been altered a little bit, maybe dramatized a little bit. But the idea is that we want to um, kind of be able to relate to people on a level of like, this is what growing up in church is like. And, and we want to try and touch on things that, you know, your your kind of head figures in church might not necessarily be touching on or, or they're kind of considered more, um, I don't want to say taboo, but it, it's just not something that's covered very well. Mm-hmm. Um by just kind of the general church culture. Um, so we're really trying to to kind of share that experience, relate to people, and, and let's all get on the same page about, you know, kind of going back to what Chris was saying, that, that there's a, an issue with the current um, culture of Christianity where it's, it's kind of losing its focus on Christ and the gospel, mm-hmm. and it's moving towards uh, more of like an image-based, you know, like ha- having all those lights, kind of like what we're talking about in the song, It's All Wrong, like having those 
flashy lights and, and the Instagram followers and um, all of that kind of stuff. And we, we want to be able to, you know, kind of have this connection with people where it's like, you know what, you're, you're going to struggle. The Bible says it's not going to be easy. It's, mm-hmm. it's, um, if it was the, you know, the wide, easy path, everyone would be on it, but they're not. Um, so, you know, we're, we're all in this, this struggle, like this glorious struggle, I guess, together where, um, you're going to hit these low spots and, and, you know, we're going to come together as, you know, fellow brothers and sisters in Christ and, you know, be, be a unit, be a body. Um, so I think, you know, a big part of the project is we're just trying to, to share our hearts and also connect with people and, and let's all try and like kind of get together back to that, that spot of just focusing on the gospel, you know? Speaking of getting connected with people, uh, Steve, you got a question there? No, it's, it, it was, it was cool. I, I just was, uh, I just was reminded of something I want to encourage you guys. A couple of years ago, I watched this great interview with uh, with Bono from U2 and Eugene Peterson. You should look it up because it's sort of like uh, Bono's talking about uh, how um, sort of his his beef with a lot of Christian music and sort of the, the CCM world is is that it's not authentic, right? Yeah. That it's sort of like, and I just encourage you guys to check it out because it's just what you're sharing with, with us I think is so in line with some of that stuff. And so, and if our listeners want to get in touch with you and, and on the socials, uh, you guys are on, uh, the Instagram, the Facebook, and I, are you on the TikTok? the talk of the tick? Yeah, we started not too long ago and, um, trying to figure it out. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're there. We tried to get Bobby on the TikTok. He, he won't have no part of it. <laughs> hey, Bobby. Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen guys, it has been a privilege to have you. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. This is all the time we have. Our show has come to an end. I want to thank the fellas from OM53. It has been an honor to have you here tonight, guys. For The Edge, my name is Bruce Mackey. I'm Bob Morris. I'm Steve Height. All right, thanks for tuning in, folks. All the best, and we'll see you next week.